then this morning we got the kids in here with us that are going to stay and want to be here just every fifth Sunday, every time there's a Sunday with five months in it. Uh, five Sundays that's in what I meant to say. Every time there's a month with five Sundays in it, yeah. uh, we're just going to have the kids be in here with us. And so they are welcome to be a part of what we're doing. So glad to have them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we glad Aren't you're you? here? You're glad. Yeah. You're glad you're here. You're glad right? you're here. All right. And you don't need nothing. You'll be okay. All right. Amen. So uh, go, if you will, uh, to the book of First Corinthians and stuff, and you're going to start seeing some more of Selena up here with me as we teach and share. We're going to like that a little bit more common. We've uh, had that on our heart for some time, uh, but also just the Lord is, uh, through imagination and through what we've been talking about, brought that to light, that that's actually something that we, he wants us to do as well. Uh, but this morning, I'm going to kind of bring everybody up to speed. I know we have some folks with us for the first time. Uh, we have been talking about renewing our minds and renewing our belief system through what in the church world we called meditation, but really it's using our imagination. It's really about imagining and using our God-given imaginations to transform our thinking. Because again, for so much of the church world, it has been a lot of, I've just got to think better, think better, think better. And it's just about, should I think in this front cognitive piece of my brain? I just got to change the way I think. But what scripture talks about is, no, we're changing the way we believe. We're changing the spirit of our mind. We're changing the core belief system that's in our mind. Uh, and so that's what we're talking about. And so this today marks what we've been kind of building up towards for a little while called Imagination Week. Y'all have heard me mention it a couple of times. Um, and I actually say, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'll say this out loud, but I'm going to make a, another little video this afternoon and explain more of this for the church family that maybe is not here, not able to join us on live and stuff like that uh, and do that. But what we mean by Imagination Week is we just want to take this week from Sunday to Sunday and take some dedicated time to put into practice kind of all we've been talking about. So if you're here and this is the first time you've heard me talk about this, uh, you're going to have to kind of go back and catch up. I can't bring us all up to speed because we've been doing this for about a month now. Uh, but if you just go look on, on your phone or device, you find the podcast engine and just put in Life of Faith North. Mm -hmm. You'll find the podcast for the church and you can go back and kind of follow along with us. Uh, about developing our imagination and renewing our mind. So you'll see all those messages that are there. Uh, and so please avail yourself to that. It'll help a lot with bringing you up to speed where we are. But I just want to take a few moments and, and define what we want to do this week. Uh, I do have some thoughts, I think, I want to, and especially after what was sung, I want to share some things a little bit of a different than what we talked about this morning. Sure. So I know, so you'll be good practice for you. Okay. It's going to be good for you. Uh, and so, um, but we're going to kind of just talk and unpack some things this morning. Uh, but really, today is about kicking off the whole week, mm -hmm. right? So what I want y'all to do as part of Imagination Week is... I want you to, if you're willing, and again, if only if you're willing, because we talked about that over the last few Thursdays, commit your way into the Lord and your thought will be established, right? So if you're willing to join us, this is what I want to invite you to do. Um, I want you to look over your life and see if there is something, and this is not like a fast. I'm not asking you to stop doing anything, but I am going to ask you to put other things first, Right, so how many of you are on social media? Anybody on social media? Anybody out there in the social media world? 
Can I do that? Uh, how many of you, you're like me, and I'll just be transparent. It's probably, unfortunately, the first thing you look at in the morning. Anybody else like that? Yeah, I'm there. You know, you get up in the morning, you kind of know, you find your phone, you're maybe in the restroom, and you go to Facebook first thing. I'm going to ask us, if that's the case, let's not do that quite first. Let's kind of wait a little bit later in the morning to do that, and let's give some time to do some of the things we're going to be talking about this week to do. Or if some of you are binge anybody now there was a the social media people. Anybody binge streamers? Anybody like watch your favorite show for hours on end and you binge stream and you catch up on like 17 episodes of whatever it is. Uh same guy if that's you, I'm just going to ask you if you're willing to maybe just hit pause on that. Right? And just say I'm going to instead of spending all that time binge watching and doing. I'm going to take some time to do some of the things we're going to talk about this week. Does that make sense? Or maybe this is some other folks. How many of you are talk show news oriented radio listening people? Anybody else like news radio kind of folks and you listen to the, to the news radio? Uh, and you know, and if you're like me, cause I'll typically do that in my car and you find yourself yelling at the person talking on the radio. Anybody else want to join me on that one? And you're having your own debate with yourself uh, and stuff. So if that's you as well, the same thing, I'm going to ask you to just hit pause on that, right? And hit pause on the, the news radio and just kind of just hit and dedicate. And this is why, right? All of these things fuel our imagination. Right now, these things are not bad. Please, I'm going to do all my pastoral disclaimers. These things aren't bad. They're not evil. They're not wicked. You're not sinning. Again, I'm not saying we all need to go home this afternoon and cut the plugs off our television sets and pitch them out into the front yard, or we all need to we all need to go, you know, mash our smartphones into dust and go back to the old flip phones so we can't get on social media anymore, or you know, all that. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, you know, we want to in this week. Begin to develop habits that are lifelong. Selena and I were talking this morning, and what I don't want this next week to be is I don't want this to be just something we do once a year or something we've done once. Right? right? Really, what we're talking about is can we begin to develop in the positive direction, right, our imagination and renewing our mind? Right, and, and this is why, again, we are all, we said it on last Thursday, we are all already doing this. Right. So again, for those that are new, the scripture teaches us in Hebrews chapter 11 that now faith is the substance of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things not seen. And so we looked at on Thursday night that faith, we are faith beings, meaning that we are fueled by what we believe. Our life is a, is, a, is a life, that's the name of our church, it is a life of faith. Faith isn't just a church term that, okay, I'm believing God. Faith is actually how we work. It's actually how our, our mechanics of our life, it's how we operate. We all, all of us, are living out our faith every day. 
Right. It's the same thing as saying, I consume food to turn it into energy so my brain and my muscles work and do what I need to do. Yeah. It's the same thing. We're just talking mechanics here. Just, so I consume food and it, bur- it turns it into the energy I can burn. Well, I consume whatever it is I'm going to imagine. I'm looking and I'm fueling that imagination yes. because out of that is how I'm going to operate, whether I can lift heavy things or not in the, in the spirit realm, whether I can move around yeah. uh, flexibly or not. But I have to consume the right foods, if you will, consume the right things, focus on these things so yeah. that I'm actually giving my spirit body the right energy to go do the things I need to do. Yeah, it does. And in all of our life, it's the whole, again, now faith is the substance. Faith is laying hold of what we are imagining. Right? Faith is the substance of what we hope for. And the New Testament word for hope is imagination. So what we imagine fuels our faith. It gives... Did y'all see that? So faith is, faith is, the, is the energy. Faith is the, that, that ability to take hold of stuff. But it's taking hold of what we imagine. What we already saw. What we're all, and that's just how we all live every day. Yeah. Does that make sense? Again, now, typically, again, we all talk about these in the examples of negatives, mm-hmm. right? Again, we, we've all lived through, uh, I'm trying to, you know, go back, you know, these last two years with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And all the stuff, and there was fear, and there was all this stuff going on, and, it, and people heard things, saw things, imagined things, and their ability as human beings to believe many times brought things to pass. I was actually uh, looking over some stuff that a, a, a medical friend of mine, uh, you guys, some of you would know him, but he's a pharmacist, but he sent me a long article when COVID was hot and in the middle of it as a pharmacist. And he was saying that they're really looking at, at that time, they were looking at people's survival rates based on their imagination and hope. If people heard that they got the COVID or whatever, how they responded in their imagination dictated how they recovered. Mm-hmm. How well they recovered, how fast they recovered, all of that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. some people heard it and it was like a death sentence and they struggled yeah. if they made it at all. Other people looked at it and said, oh, well, it's just a, they didn't count it as anything mm-hmm. in their imagination. And even though they had the same stuff as the other, these people that had a different imagination had a different outcome. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They say the same thing's true with cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Cancer patients, there's a whole study on, uh, that they've done on cancer patients and they've studied folks who heard the diagnosis of cancer and they didn't look at what type of cancer it was, what stage of cancer it was. They literally just studied how did this person respond when they heard they had the disease. And those who had a positive imagination in response they could have had stage four whatever cancer, and they did fine. Other people had totally curable and treatable cancers. They heard they had cancer. Their imagination went somewhere else, and they died. And the doctors were like going, they should not have died from this is totally fixable. fixable. Does that make sense? 
Another analogy I've heard over is there was a story, how true this is, I don't know. So if you Google it and, and it's a story, please know I just heard it as a story, okay? Is, it illustrates the point. It illustrates the point. But there was a story that there was a man and he was working like in the, in the train yards or whatever and he got locked accidentally on a Friday in a cooler car, like one of those chiller cars, right? And he freaks out, he panics, he goes, he goes, because he's just now trapped in this, and he just knows he's going to freeze to death. So he's doing, and they don't find him, they find him Monday morning, and they open it, and he's dead. But you know, the crazy thing was, it wasn't turned on. <laughs> he died literally from the imagination I'm trapped in a freezer car. I'm going to freeze to death. It was well ventilated. It wasn't hot time of year. I mean, sure, he would have been hungry and maybe dehydrated, but he should not have died. And they suspect the only reason he died was as he literally imagined himself to death. Mm -hmm. the, he gave up, which is a form of imagination. You know, I said it on Thursday, you know, I was watching one of my, my, or last week, one of my favorite YouTubers who went on this like TV show called Alone. And he recently, I was watching one of his YouTube videos and he talked about how that all the people in these Alone or Survival or like reality TV shows, you listen to them and they'll say things like, that's it, I quit. I give up. I can't do that. But he says they'll say it to themselves three or four times and then they're always off. And he was saying... They lost the show before they lost mm -hmm. because they lost it in their imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? So I, I say that as a point of what we're talking about in this week is just giving us a focus of this is how we live all the time. This is how, again, in Romans chapter 12, Paul said, if you want to change your life, you don't start by changing your actions you start by changing your imagination. Remember Paul in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he said, Therefore, brethren, do not be conformed to this world, but what be transformed by renewing or changing the way you think. I'm just going to throw in the word changing your imagination. Because when we change our imagination, when we change the way we think, that's what changes our life. Amen. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Amen. So this week, what we're going to do, this is some of the, of the stuff we're going to do through the week, is starting tomorrow on both. And now for those that are guests with us, we have, this is the Life of Faith North Campus, and we have our Life of Faith Main Campus, or Irondale Campus, uh, over on the east side of town. Uh, there's two Facebook pages on Life of Faith Church is the Irondale Campus. But if you go on Facebook and it's Life of Faith North, You'll find our page and the same thing with YouTube. But starting tomorrow, Life of Faith in Irondale, well, they're going to do four live little short broadcasts, little 10-minute things. They're going to do one at 6 in the morning, 9 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon, and 6 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Right now, you, can, you don't have to watch all of them live. You can go back and watch them during the day whenever they come. If you want to be a part of the liveness of it, those are the hours. Uh, Selena and I are going to be on some of them. Pastor Mark is going to be on some of them. Uh, some of the other teachers and pastors from our Irondale campus are going to be on some of them. But there are going to be some of these things of walking us through uh, little imagination stations. I, I keep thinking about that old 
thing, the imagination station from for who? The kids, for the kids, all the imagination station. We're going to have little imagine, imagination stations where we're just going to be imagining realities of God. Does that make sense? We're going to just be imagining these things together. And then Selena and I are going to make a daily devotional and put it on YouTube, a little video. And it'll be the same video, but we're going to put it on Facebook about three times a day, kind of once in the morning, once in the middle of the day, and once at the end of the day, just to get more people to see it in traffic. But you can watch it uh, on YouTube or on Facebook. So I'm going to ask you uh, to make that part of your devotional time. Does that make sense? Now, even though I know I said, okay, we're not going to be scrolling on Facebook. We're going to be hunting down the videos that will come out at different times. But walk through these. They're going to be more than just teaching sessions. They're going to be practical opportunities mm -hmm. to sit and imagine. Can I bring something mm -hmm. in here? Um, I, I had to do a major shift in my mind because I started doing more businesses about two years ago. One of the things that they taught us was if you start your day, the, the, the first thoughts and the first things that you think about in the very mm -hmm. moment you wake up will really determine the course of your day. Mm -hmm. And if you wake up and you're already like, oh gosh, I am sore, I didn't sleep well, bah humbug for this day. And then you get up and you kind of shuffle through your day. Well, let me go consume this on social media. Let me go mm -hmm. consume that then what you're doing is you're living kind of by the wind's whim. You know, you're just kind of back and forth doing whatever, like a ship with no sails and no direction, right? You're just kind of being taken here and there. But if we who are believers and we know the Lord, if we know we have to chart a course and we need to go there, then they said you've got to do that first thing in the morning when you first wake up. And, and for, for me especially, it was don't get on social media first thing because then what ends up happening is you start comparing yourself to what's being put out there. Yeah. And already you're at a deficit. Yeah. So you start your day in depression because you're like, oh, well, their family looks perfect and mine is like, they're still snoring and drooling on their pillow. You know, you start making up all this stuff. And before you know it, you're imagining going yeah. in the wrong direction. And now we're living by our feelings and all that. We're a hot mess if we do that. Yeah. So we really do. It is, it is a lifestyle discipline to first thing before your feet hit the floor. Oh, thank you, Lord. I, I get to live another day. This mm. is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. So guess what, body? We are glad we're up. We are glad we're awake. Mm -hmm. Now let's go get our imagination on the right stuff. And that's yeah. when these devotionals come in because they're going to start helping us walk through, okay, here's the thought that we need to like seed. And now let's close our eyes. And this is how we're walking through how to imagine myself living out that principle yeah. that we just thought about. Yeah. So all of a sudden I tell my kids this, you're producing your own movie first thing in the morning. That's right. And then you're just actually doling out the, the roles to people <laughs> and giving them their lines. But you have to produce your own movie first thing in the morning. For so. that day. No, that's good. For that day, yeah. Well, and again, I wanted you all to hear you. This is just how we work, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're doing this all day, every, every day. day, anyway. You're focused on something anyway. 
right? In our minds, we're running, we're running imaginations, right? Our movie, our movie right? That, that are there. Have you ever wondered again, and, and we're going to get to the word, just what I want to share in just a minute. I just want to kind of set this up. But ever, you know, in Corinthians where Paul says, take every thought captive. Have you ever wondered how to do that? Mm-hmm. Right? And the idea is, someone says, why? If we're not careful, we go, I got to stop thinking that. Well, you can be like Nate, who walks up to you, little Nate, walks up to you. I arrest, arrest you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I arrest you. And that's what Nate says, our little guy. But, but many times it's not just stop doing that. How you take a thought captive, it says you bring your thoughts to the imagination of the obedience of Christ. Yeah. So it's not just I'm, I'm going to stop thinking one way. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, is if you just say, okay, I'm going to stop thinking negative, well, what are you thinking on? Right. You're still in that moment, you're thinking negative. So it, it's actually not, you're I'm going to, stop it, stop it, yeah, stop I'm it, not going to stop thinking <laughs> negative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to actually think positive. I'm going to think something different. I'm going to think God's thoughts after him. So with that, go to 1 Corinthians. If you're probably already there, I got to go to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1. Let me make sure that I've got that right. Because it could be. No, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm sorry. Yeah, sit up on the chair, son. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Corinthians or second? Second Corinthians. Sorry. Sorry. You're gonna have to, we gotta bear with me. I'm coming. I think that's right. Is that right? Nope. Hold on. I gotta find it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. First Corinthians. No, you're right. I was right the first time. I should have listened to the Holy Spirit better. First Corinthians chapter two. I doubted myself and I should not have. And let's start in verse 6. 1 Corinthians 2, 6, Paul says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age or this world or of the rulers or the leaders of this world who are coming to nothing. Now, again, listen to that. Everything about this world, where is it headed to? Nothing. Nothing. The wisdom of this world and the rulers of this world, the, the leaders who are thought leaders, if they're not connected with God, then it's coming to nothing, mm-hmm. right? But, Paul says in verse 7, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, because had they have known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, right? So here, Paul says, there's another wisdom that's hidden from this world. Now, it's not hidden from you. Everybody say that. Say, the wisdom of God, wisdom of God is not hidden from me. Not hidden from me. Right. Some of y'all look down. But let's say, I want to say, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is not hidden from me. Is not hidden from me. Right. It says here, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart or the imagination of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. Mm-hmm. So again, in the world out there, no the, the world has no clue. Right. 
The world has no clue what God is imagining about you. And what I wanted to say this morning, just to lead with the ball, did you know that God imagines about you? Yeah. Yeah. Some of y'all look doubtful. But God has an imagination. That's how you got yours. Remember, we were created in his image. Mm -hmm. So if I've got it, it came from him because he got it. He just used himself as a pattern to make you and I. So God has an imagination too, but God is imagining about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Is that a new thought for some of y'all? Have y'all? Okay, I think this looks like a new... Did y'all know God thinks a lot about you? That's right. And actually, you are the only thing he thinks about. Did you know God's not up there worried about our economy? God's, God's not up there worried about who's in charge down here. God's not up there worried about the environment. He's not up there worried about new strains of, new strains of anything. Yeah, God is thinking, he's imagining, but it's connected to you and I. Because notice this, it says in verse 10, but God has revealed... These things, what things? What eyes here haven't seen, Mm -hmm. what ears here haven't heard, what hearts here haven't imagined. So see, there's imaginations of God for you that it says the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. it's his job to reveal to you God's imaginations about you. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're endeavoring to do this week. Yes. This week is we're taking time every day to say, Holy Spirit, show me your imaginations about me. What are your imaginations about Brad? What are you imagining and thinking and dreaming about me? It says here, but God has revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit for the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man that is inside of him? Even more, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And now, verse 12, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Now notice this thing and underline this phrase if you got, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So the thing about God's imaginations is when God imagines it for you, it's already available to you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yes. So when we imagine, and that's what, as you discover, and as we as a church family as a whole, as we walk through the scriptures this weekend, look at stuff and begin to highlight the thoughts of God about you, I want you to know that these are already done. Amen. Y'all look at me. They're they're not going to happen. See, because God's imaginations are done now for you. Amen. Go to very famous in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. Y'all probably know what verse am I going to. 11. Everybody knows that. That's right. Mary's right on. Isaiah chapter 29. 
or sorry, Jeremiah chapter 29. I say verse 10. Where's verse 11? Oh, there it is. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts, and in the Hebrew language, that word thoughts there is the word imaginations. So I'm going to read it that way. For I know the imaginations that I think towards you, says the Lord, imaginations of peace mm -hmm. and not of evil, mm -hmm. to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So God is imagining things about your life and what are in those things. Somebody help us with this verse. What are in God's imaginations about you? Good things. Good what, things. What else is this? So good things, not evil. What else? Peace. Right? Aren't you glad? Mm -hmm. There are imaginations of peace. Aren't you glad God's just at peace with you? Mm -hmm. I love what Brother Andrew Womack says. Aren't you glad that God is not even in a bad mood towards you? Yeah, Do you realize? Right. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you glad you can't even put God in a bad mood? He's just at peace with you, and his imaginations are the imagination. And that word peace, again, it's a very famous Hebrew word. It's the word shalom. It means thoughts that nothing's missing, mm -hmm. nothing's broken, mm -hmm. nothing's out of joint, nothing's out of place. It's, it's the same thing about prosperity and about health. Wow. Right. So see, all of his imaginations are filled with Peace, mm -hmm. which are all of these good things towards you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Aren't you glad about it? I love it. It says it's an imagination that will give you future and hope mm -hmm. or expectation. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Is that, I'm just going to be honest, is that, is that new for any of y'all? Just to be honest, if you raise, is that a new thought that God thinks that way towards y'all? Or is it kind of old news? Or you just didn't know? Because some of you, brother, some of you, brother, you say, y'all look at me like a cow at a new gate. You know what I'm saying? You ever, you, ever, you ever made a new gate in a fence, you know what I mean? And that cow don't know it's there and it's looking like, a, I don't know about that. We ain't never gone that way before. We ain't never walked in that pasture over there like that. That's just a little weird, Brad. You're saying, I, I really, God is totally imagining nothing but good and future and prosperity and peace and wealth and wholeness and health. Right. Hallelujah. That's what he is imagining about you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So whenever I have a thought that is not like that, mm -hmm. where do I know where that thought's coming from? Not him. It's not coming from him. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise God. That's his thoughts about you. Whoa. Hallelujah. That, went, that was going down like an old Pentecostal lady right there. Man. Are you with me? Everybody all right this morning? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll be nice, but I used to say other things, but Selena always smacks me when I say it. That's, but, you know, that's why I'm up here now. <laughs> that's right. She keeps me in line. She's there I to... She'll pinch me on the underside of that arm. That hurts so bad when they pinch you right there. Man, that's terrible. Anyway, somebody go to Psalms chapter 139. And Lord, help us with this in Jesus' name. Psalms 139. 
This is probably a very famous passage again. I'm going to start in verse 13. And it says here, David writing, I believe. It says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's wombs. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul or my imagination knows very well. Again, like, like what Selena said there, this is what, what actually spawned this, is what she said. Did you know you're not an accident? Mm-hmm. Aren't you glad about that? You are not, but God formed you. He made you. He knows you. He puts you together. And you, now those, we talk about marvelous are your works. And many times we read that passage and we talk about, you know, the works of nature, which are marvelous. We talk about all the marvelous, you know, you go out at night and look at the sky and that's marvelous. But do you realize this marvelous work he's talking about is you? Marvelous are your works, O Lord. You can go ahead and say this if I say, I am. I am. A marvelous work of God. A marvelous work of God. Hallelujah. Let's say it one more time. Some of y'all need to hear yourself say that. Say, I am. I am. A marvelous work of God. A marvelous work of God. Amen. See, that's one of your I. We're going to talk about that. About We've been talking about all about I am statements. Mm-hmm. Those are the, I want you to, part of this imagination is I really want you to see yourself as who you actually are. You are the marvelous work of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You are more glorious than any sunset. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. You, amen, even if you go out at night and you look at the sky and you see how you are more marvelous than the universe. Hallelujah. You are the greatest creation of God. That's you. Yes. Marvelous are you. You are a work of God. It says in verse 15, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance yet being unformed. And in your book, they are all written the days fashioned for me when, I was, when as yet none of them were existent. Isn't that cool? I love it. You know, God knows every particle of dirt you came from. <laughs> That's something. He knows every molecule of the dust. You know, all we know that we go to funerals and people say ashes to ashes and dust. He knows every little speck of dust that you are. Yeah. Amen. He knows every, and I love this. And you are so awesome. Did you know you got a book in heaven with your name on it? Mm-hmm. You do, Camilla. You got a book in heaven. It's got your name on it, and God has already written the story of your life. Here's something. I had a, a, our friend, Sushil. Mm-hmm. We were at a, a Wednesday night service, and we were talking about some of this. And he just came up to me and he said, you know what? I just want to remind you, God showed me a very beautiful book. And it's gold. The book is gold. And the pages are gold. But that book has everything written on it about the things that Father loves about you. Mm-hmm. And it just, again, helped my imagination. It yes. painted a picture for me. Yes. That he has a whole book full of all the things that he thinks are amazing about me. And he made me so he knows it. That's right. He knows it even more than I do. Right? 
And, 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 and that you and I and you, you were so important to God that he wrote a book about you. Yeah. I mean, I, again, if you haven't done it, there, I've talked about it for a year now. There is a book I recommend everyone to read or get the audio book of. It's called Imagine Heaven by John Burke. Mm-hmm. And it's a collection of over a thousand near-death experience stories. But in one of the stories in the book, uh, one of the people who have this near-death experience and they go to heaven, and when they, they went to heaven in their experience, they're standing in this room and it's like a library. And he says there's books everywhere and there are angels reading the books. And so the person says, well, what are they reading? And they said, oh, these are all the books about you guys. They're reading the story of your life. They're reading the story. That means you're important enough to heaven. There's not just a book on, because if we, how many of you got books at home and that book hadn't been opened in Lord knows how long, right? I mean, that book has got more dust on it than anything else, right? And it's there, you know, but in heaven, your book is actually read. Ooh, that paints a new picture for Isn't me. that something? Yes. That's how important your life and what God is going to do through your life is so important that heaven reads about your book. It reads your book about your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and guys, I believe that as well as we're taking this time this week in this a week mm-hmm. of imagination and we're asking ourselves and we go through the little videos and then in your own personal time of, of imagination, you're saying, Holy Spirit, show me your thoughts. Show me those deep things of God about me. Right. Father, show me the things you've written in my book. Mm-hmm. Show me the things you're asking of me to do with my life. Amen. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And then finally, and we'll close here. Look at verse 17. Psalms 139 verse 17. It says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. Amen. Now, mm-hmm. next phrase. How great is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. And when I wake up, I am still with you. Mm-hmm. So let's put all this together. So does God think about you? Everybody answer. Does yes. God think about you? Yes, he does. Yes. What, what kind of thoughts is he having about you? Precious, Precious thoughts. What else? Peaceful thoughts. Good. Good thoughts. What else? Prosperous thoughts. What else? What other kind of thoughts is God having about you? Nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amanda, how about you? What kind of thoughts is God having about you? From what we've said. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. How about, is he having thoughts about your future? Yes. Have you ever noticed in that one verse, God's not thinking about your past? Right. So you probably shouldn't either. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Amen. Yeah. Is God having thoughts about hope for you, of expectation? Yeah. All right. Now, and those are just a few thoughts. Mm-hmm. Every now and then he thinks nope. that way. No. No. Nope. Come on now. How often is God thinking about you? Every day, every hour, and every week. And and, and how many thoughts is he having about you? How many? A million, a million, three million. Huh? 
Well, let's read it again, right? How precious are your thoughts to me, O God? How great is the sum of them? If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. So some of us, who's going to the beach this year? Am I going to the beach or been, been to the beach recently? Huh? Who wants to go? Who, let's imagine ourselves at the beach. Who's been to the beach at least some point in your life, right? You've oh, been yeah. to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand, Lee. You got to play. Play my game. All right, so how much sand is at the beach? Uh, a lot, and it gets everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and you bring it back home. But here, David said this. He said, listen, that's the number even more than of the precious, good, hopeful thoughts he has about you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So please, so there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Right? Yes. This week, that's what we're saying. We're saying, Lord, show us your thoughts about us. Paint your thoughts about me in my imagination. Mm -hmm. Help me see the thoughts you have of me. Mm -hmm. And then our dedication is, is we're just going to take time to focus on them mm -hmm. and imagine with him mm -hmm. about us. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing again we said, and, and when he shows you stuff this week, if it seems to you outlandish, because you might be there and you go, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> right? You might sit there and you, he shows you something, you're like going, uh, uh, I'm not so sure. Just say, Lord, I'm willing. Yeah. Say, Lord, I, I, may, I may say, I don't know how you could do that. I don't know how that would, but I'm going to stand back and say, but Lord, mm -hmm. I, I'm willing to dare to imagine. Yeah. Right? And let yourself be put into that story and think those things. Yeah. Okay? And there's going to be a lot more we're going to share, so check out the videos that are going to come this week. There's going to be a lot of practical stuff that Selena and I are going to share in the videos yeah. that Pastor Mark and others are going to share. But I really want this to not just be, again, this is not just a one time we're only doing this and it's this neat little fun, cool thing we're doing. There's a difference between going on a diet and actually having a healthier lifestyle. That's exactly That's right. That's the difference. We're yeah. not going on a diet right now, a crash diet to kind of sort of perform a certain way by the end of this time. Yeah. That is not at all what we're doing. Yes. What we're doing is equipping us to learn how to engage with how God designed us to work. Yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So that's, that's how we're going to do that. Amen. Y'all willing? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anybody willing? Y'all willing to try? So again, you're here. So this week, I want you to review your own self and to say, okay, if there's some other inputs of imagination that I feel like I need to maybe, again, I'm not saying you, you're pitching them out for forever. You're just going to say, I'm going to not spend so much time here. Mm -hmm. And with that time, I'm going to take time to imagine. I'm yes. going to take time to walk through these exercises mm -hmm. and imagine and to see. And, and, and as we've said, and for those that are here, and, and the goal is, is as I'm seeing it, I'm wanting to get to a place where then that imagination is moving me. It'll first, it'll begin to move my emotions, mm -hmm. right? It'll begin to, to move in whatever that might be, but I want it to move me. It's not just, okay, I tried that, we thought about it, then I went back. Mm -hmm. I'm taking time, then I'm going to think, and, and I want these imaginations to move you, to inspire you, to fuel 
just like he did with Jesus. Jesus saw things and it moved him with compassion and then he acted. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing. We're going to see things in our imagination. It's going to move us. And then from that moving point, we'll know what to do. Right? We'll know what next step to take. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So, Lord, we love you so much. So thankful for this coming week. Lord, thank you so much for your thoughts about us and how you see us. And if you're here this morning, and I don't know, I mean, I really, this was not at all what I felt like we would go this morning, but I'm so glad we went here. But if you're here and you're like, Brad, I, I, I did not know God thought about me at all. Or if he thought about me, I just thought he was kind of aggravated or I kind of frustrated him. I want you to take a minute and, and today just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for thinking about me. Thank you for thinking so well of me. I mean, if you need to just respond, like says that, that he is pleased with you, that his thoughts about you, he is pleased with you. You bring him pleasure, not by what you do, but because of who you are. Yeah. And I just want you to just take that in this morning and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, again, we'll see you guys in different places on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Please feel free to comment. Please feel free to see me questions. Uh, if you're here and you don't have my cell phone number, I'll be glad to give it to you so you can talk to me, send me questions, text me as we walk through this. I definitely want to make sure we're walking through it together. Uh, remember for the holiday and the kickoff of summer and everything this week, there'll be no Thursday night gathering this Thursday. So this Thursday, we're going to uh, just be at home and uh, be enjoying our families, enjoying whatever time off. We'll be back again together next Sunday morning at the same time at 1030. Mm -hmm. So we'll look forward to do that. As you get ahas this week, do please let, let me know. Yes. Let us know yeah. as God shows you things. I'd love to hear what he's showing you. If, uh, if, you're, if you are comfortable enough, put it in our group me. Here's yeah. why. Because a lot of people weren't able to be here today. And so I'm going to ask that everybody gets really engaged in our community on GroupMe. Yeah. And just please, please share. If you're excited about Imagination Week, please go on there today and type it. Yeah. Type it in there and say, I'm mm -hmm. excited about mm -hmm. this Imagination Week. I can't wait to, to see what the Lord's going to do. Yeah. Please go on there because that's going to help everybody else go, oh, it is Imagination Week. I need to go on there. I need to <clears throat> see what it's all about. Oh, you know. Yeah. And then do please be more in be really intentional since we're not here on Thursday night together. Please be really intentional about connecting with, with each one other. another. Very good. To talk about all the things that we're talking about. And you want that on the church? Yes. Yeah, on, on the, the on the group me. Group on the group yeah. me, yeah. Do and if you're here and if you're our guest, if you'd like to be part of the community, Selena can help you set up and you can be part of it. It's a group me, it's an app. It's like a community I don't know, it's a communication app. Yeah. We'd love to let you be a part. That's the primary way we all communicate with each other in here. So if you're not a part of group me and would like to be, let us know. Uh, we, we endeavor to never blow anybody's device yeah. up. Uh, but we do want to keep everybody informed. But yeah, I mean, do it at GroupMe. Do it on the Life of Faith Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Again, send texts to each other. Yes. Uh, and let's inspire one another this, yes. 
It's going to be very good. Absolutely. If you're ready to give this morning, we give. Our, our offering buckets are back there in the corner uh, on the offering station. Your envelopes there. I got more envelopes this week. You can use the envelopes. Or if you give via text, the information on how to give is back there as well. Uh, again, in that as well, when you're giving, moving forward, give with your imagination. Engaged. Right. Engage. See the Lord, how he has blessed you already. Yes. And then see how he is going to continue to bless you. Yes. Again, if I can be very practical with it, if you're here and, and you're in a place where you're like, well, Lord, I could use some more finances for whatever reason, mm-hmm. right? Then as you give, ask God to show you that idea, mm-hmm. whether that's a business idea or something you can do at work or a way you can serve or create something, mm-hmm. right? I remember hearing somebody say before, isn't it amazing? We ask God for blessings. And many times that blessing shows up as a pair of overalls, right? It shows up as work clothes, yeah. <laughs> right? It shows up as an idea. It shows up as something you can sell or something you can do. Does that make sense? I'll tell you a real, an analogy about that. I remember hearing about, a, I believe he was a minister. Uh, I can't remember, but anyway, but it, it doesn't matter. But I, another brother out there was talking about how they were really needing some money uh, and they were really trusting the Lord for some stuff. And he was praying, and God told him, well, go sell your money. And this guy was like going, sell my money. He goes, yeah, go sell your money. He goes, Lord, how do you, how do you sell money? It's money's money. How do you sell money? He goes, well, you need to go sell your money. And finally, the guy asked him, and the Lord showed him a picture in his imagination. He had this old change collection from some relative, old quarters. So he went through his money and found all these collectible pieces of coins and sold them, and it was more than enough to meet the need that they had. Right? Isn't that cool? But, I mean, so in that kind of stuff, God might nudge you, go go sell your money or go sell this or go. Don't just go, well, that's crazy. That's just me being. No, really engage God and say, Lord, what does that mean? If I don't get it, help me to get it. Right? That's just another analogy. Amen. Well, guys, have a great, great holiday weekend. We love you all.